weird, weird, weird. But we're in the flow of talking. So, so let's we go almost, into. We yeah. almost ended the podcast. Yeah. Um, yes, we did. We came, we came real close to ending the podcast. So Brooker and I have been at this now for over a year. And it's, you know, it's, it's not a lot of work. But for our schedules, it's still something that we, that we are taking on. I mean, he's got a kid. Um, I, I have a business. We're both trying to grow our businesses. We both, you know, we're both in relationships and, and doing all this. And our podcast doesn't make money. We don't, we don't advertise. We don't sell anything on it. We, you know, we're just giving information. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Who the, fuck, who the fuck knows? But we haven't monetized it yet. So essentially, we're doing this as a hobby and as a way to give you guys uh, information. Um, so I, we, we had some bad news last week with one of our former guests and he got fired from his job because of something he said in our podcast, which it really wasn't even that bad. Mm. Um, and it really upset us. Uh, we, we, you know, we, we took his podcast down. We took everything down. We didn't, we, we don't want, it's, it's as if our audience is big enough just big enough to get people in trouble, but not big enough to make them rich. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it really upset me. Um, I was, I was a little down because I mean, the, the whole point of this podcast is to help people and to educate people and to help them help themselves, especially now since we're not making any money off of this. So it's like, mm. why, man, why bother if we, we just fucking, you know, put someone off. You know, and and we we had we had asked him multiple times, do you do you want us to edit anything? And he said, no, 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 everything's fine. And then it was just enough to get him in trouble with the wrong people at at his work, and it was it was really discouraging to us, uh, especially to me. Um, I was I was really, and I'm still bummed out about it. It fucking it, and and the kid, uh, Brooker, go you you go you. you. Yeah, I mean, it's just a shitty situation. I mean, it depends. It, I don't think it was it was that bad. Um, it's just disappointing for us, especially like what you said. We're doing this more to educate each other, educate people. I'd say I'd say also educate each other because I've well, learned a lot yeah. from it, as well and as each other. Yeah. I think we do. I mean, it's not really outcome focused, like you said. We don't earn any money from it. There's no real reason to do it apart from just the actual fact of just doing it, like and having fun with it, getting to sort of network a little bit. So it was really, it was a stinger when we found out that it was due to our podcast. And especially it was kind of like, we weren't expecting it. We didn't think it was a bad podcast. We didn't think he said anything that bad. I mean, we've had people on here that work for some of the biggest sports organizations in the world. So we know that people have to be careful with their speech. And we know that we shouldn't like lead people down different like paths and stuff. And we always give every guest a chance to edit whatever the whatever they said we can cut things out or they have the chance to to re-record certain bits so yeah it was just it was very very disappointing however um after a bit of chatting i think that we almost have a right to continue just due to the fact that unfortunately if people are employed it seems like at least for most jobs that they don't have the opportunity to speak freely and we do because we have our own businesses and we get to no one can sort of penalize us for having a, you know, a different opinion or for saying something that's not quite, you know, publicly accepted. Um, and that's kind of where we are now. So we was close to ending it just more from 
we didn't want to harm anybody else, even though it's not completely our responsibility because the words didn't come out of our mouth. However, we still feel like it's our responsibility because it's on our own platform. Um, and I think also we're shocked more so because we wasn't expecting that at all. It wasn't like it was just recorded uh, last week and it, as soon as it comes out, we find out it was a, it was some time ago. And um, yeah, it's a shitty situation, but it is what it is and we've learned from it. And I don't think that we should stop it purely for that reason that unfortunately a lot of people that are listening to this are employed and even if they was on this show they wouldn't be able to just say what they think because of the risk of getting reprimanded and that's why we should continue yeah yeah so i, I it's it's like um you know we, we have the ability to do whatever the fuck we want and say yeah. whatever the fuck we want because we're both self-employed um and yep. anyone that steps foot in my gym that knows me i mean uh, you know you look at me there's, there's no way that a guy that looks like me has any kind of filter whatsoever. I'm barefoot, you know, like it's, it, it just, it, it, so we, I don't want to say we have a responsibility, but like, because we have the opportunity, we should keep going. It just, man, it just sucks that people suck that much to, you know, to take someone, take someone down because of an opinion that really wasn't even that bad too, but what are you, what are you going to do? And it says it, it, it also, it, it gives that, per so it, it, it's given the person who had this unfortunate thing happen to them. It's given them one of the biggest life lessons that they can possibly have. And that is the, you know, you're always five minutes away from losing your job, you know, and yeah. he never knew that before, but that's come and hit him hard. And I'm sure that it's going to, you know, he's going to, you know, learn from this and then go forward and try to put himself into a position where he is much more anti-fragile than he is because we always joke about it, you know. You know, there's a good side and a downside to employment. And one of those was, you know, you never know when you might lose it. And, yeah. you know, he lost it over something that, you know, regardless if you want to say it was bad or not, it was just his opinion. And bang, before you know it, you know, his whole future projections of what he was expecting. He moved house. You know, he did He did everything all at once, planning on this sort of guaranteed employment. And then it gets pulled from underneath him. So, you know, it is what it is, but it gives him a great opportunity to, you know, create the future that he really wants. And uh, he wouldn't have got that, I don't think, unless this happened. And definitely these, it's like getting broken up with. I mean, this is what we spoke even if you don't like the chick and she breaks up with you, it still stings because it wasn't mm -hmm. kind of you in charge of it. And I think that that's really also what this is because, you know, luckily, uh, you know, like I've said, he's in a good place. He's not in a, he's not in a negative place whatsoever, but um, yeah, it just, it's just crazy. I mean, like what we said, you know, we, we talk a lot about the podcast. I mean, we're not really growing, you know, we've got some good loyal listeners and we really appreciate everybody that checks in. I mean, I know a bunch of people that listen every single week. I'm yep. always getting messages. So we, we don't have a huge audience, but we have a great diehard audience. So thank you so much, because if we didn't also have, have that, I think we would have probably, you know, thrown in the towel with it a little bit. So, you know, we're going to continue, that's for sure. And if there's any way that we can improve the experience or there's more things that you want us to talk about, please do let us know because we love to hear from you. It definitely helps us to steer the ship a little bit better. And um, 
and yeah, we're not going to go anywhere yet, but we was cl- we was close to, to 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 chopping it. Yeah, yeah, especially in you know when when I'm I'm kind of deciding what direction that that I want to go. Um, this is this is a vessel for me to give out free information. You know, um, that's that's what this is. Uh, and, and as I had said on a previous podcast, I'm I'm looking less at being world renowned, which sounds fucking, you know, egotistical, but I'm looking less at that and looking more on being locally renowned um, mm-hmm. and just being, which, which, you know, we are everyone, everyone in the area that does any personal training, they know freak strength, they know me, like they know, they know my coaches, but uh, with that being my focus, the, the, the importance of me being popular on social media or having a podcast or any of that stuff, it goes away because I don't need, I don't need to have this worldwide audience to sustain my life. So the risks that I incur, apparently that we incur by, by having this podcast, uh, they could potentially outweigh the benefit of it. Mm especially with our goals. Yep. Um, so it, it's that, that's why, that's why I'm, I'm so upset by it because it was discouraging because this podcast was meant to enlighten those that know who I am, know who you are, want to know more about what we do. And then, you know, here it, it ended up dragging some people down and that's the, I don't want to do that. I, no. I don't want to do that in the slightest. It's, it's, it's really upsetting to me to think that, you know, this, this podcast caused issues and all I wanted to do is help people. Sure. No, I'm, I'm with you. Luckily though, in this specific situation, this will be a springboard for this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to end up, it's going to, it's going to end up overall a net positive rather than a net negative. That's 100% for sure. However, it's just really good to know because we didn't know, right? Like we didn't, I don't know. We didn't think the, I don't know. We never thought someone would, uh, that it would have an impact like this. And um, obviously, you know, there are enough people that listen to us that it, that it had this effect. And, you know, we always wanted to sort of add and contribute and improve, you know, ourselves, the people that listen, that was really, that's really like the motivating force. And, even though it's kind of, well, it's just bullshit what happened, then uh, at least now he's going to, you know, it will be good for him in the end. I know it is. I know it will be. Yeah. I know it will be. So let's move on, bro. So you actually have some, uh, you actually have some news too, right? Oh, uh, well, you, I'll, 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 you close, go that today, I'll yeah. close. Yeah. I'll close the podcast right. with that. Let's, let's, so we haven't really, it's been 20, 28 minutes or 27 minutes and we haven't, we haven't given no such shit. Yeah, we haven't said anything other than bullshit right now. So uh, cognitive support, things yep. that we do for cognitive support, things that I've tried for cognitive support, um, and things that have worked. Number one, number one, number one, number one is sleep. Sleep. People say 100%. it over and over. And bro, I shit you not, this fucking aura ring saved my ass because it gave me the ability to objectively quantify what it was that I'm doing when I close my fucking eyes at night. 
um, and what I'm doing that's disrupting it, what I'm doing that's helping it. My, my memory when I don't get sleep is horrible. And when my anxiety gets higher, my memory gets even worse. So when I don't get sleep, my anxiety gets bad and my memory gets bad. And then when my anxiety gets bad, it makes my memory even worse, which, make, which makes my anxiety fucking bad because it makes me think I'm fucking getting Alzheimer's. So it, it sucks. Um, so this, this ring was one of the best things I've ever done because it helped me stay committed to my sleep and understand how much I was genuinely getting. Because, you know, you'd like, oh, yeah, I go to bed at 10 o'clock at night, but you're sitting there on your fucking phone until 11 playing, playing video games or whatever the fuck you're doing or watching Netflix or anything like that. And then you're actually not closing your eyes until 11. Then you're not getting to sleep until 1130. Then you're waking up at 530. But then you actually wake up three times in the night to fucking piss or because you're tossing and turning. The ring will track most of it. Right. And also because of the way the way that it lays out the information, you learn so much about sleep and all of its complexities too, right? Like you're learning about, you know, how quickly you fall asleep. You're looking at your heart rate throughout the whole time. You're looking at the different stages. And for most people, they ain't got a clue about all of this stuff. Yep. Yep. It, it, you, you learn in depth uh, about yourself and what your sleep quality is like and, and how it impacts you. So for cognitive support, I, I recommend getting an aura ring and that's not, I don't get money for saying this on the podcast. I don't get any money for saying this on the podcast. I recommend you getting an aura ring. Um, and that's because it will keep you honest. It will let you know. I mean, if you have something else, get something else. I know I've read the research months ago um, regarding the efficacy of aura ring versus other products. And I happen to think that the aura ring from what I read was better, um, was superior to everything else, but I mean, it could have changed by now. I don't know. Um, but from what I read, the aura ring was like, was the cream of the crop for it. So if you're going to pay $300 for something, do the aura ring. Um, it's cheaper. It's cheaper than whoop. Whoop has like a monthly subscription Aura ring is like a one-time purchase of 300 bucks. Um, and whoop, you have to do like 30 month, uh, $30 a month or something like that. And then the Apple watch actually, so technically from an algorithm standpoint, the Alp, the Apple watch has more users than the Aura ring. So their algorithm is better. However, I don't think that their measurement ability, uh, is as good for like the heart rate and all that because it's it's not as sensitive because that's not specifically what it was designed to do. It's just a feature of it. Uh, and and the battery dies on it so fucking frequently. I know a lot of people that, well, they charge their Apple Watch at night. So when the fuck are they going to wear it at night? So it, it's it's a little inconvenient. So that's why I recommend the Aura Ring. Uh, also, I hate sleeping with watches on too. Like the ring is easy. I, oh. I, um, so that with my cognitive function was insane it made it made life substantially easier um i mean the next one that's obvious too is exercise well i i no, i think the next important thing to that is nutrition oh yeah. i don't know what's more important though like if i were to gauge the nutrition because if i were to do nothing but drink coffee and only drink coffee at night before i went to bed i wouldn't get proper sleep so nutrition is technically more important than sleep because nutrition and improper nutrition will keep you up at fucking night. Like if you just stay up all night doing fucking blow, you're not going to sleep. True. So if in order of importance, it's sleep and nutrition, uh, fairly interchangeable unless the nutrition impacts sleep. But poor sleep will fuck with your nutrition as well. It'll give you, more, you know, if you're if you're sleep deprived, you're going to crave a lot more shitty food because. And if you're sleep deprived, 
your cortisol levels are going to be uh, elevated, which is going to elevate your blood glucose levels and your ability to metabolize carbohydrates as well, which is going to spike your blood glucose even more so, which is going to make it even more difficult for you to balance out, which is going to make you crave even more with the peaks in the valleys and peaks in the valleys. So they both impact each other fairly equally. Um, so I, next is nutrition. Um, quality, quality food. Ryan and I were just talking about the nutritional aspect um, and, and inflammation. Uh, when Ryan, so I said this years ago, I got the Alcat, uh, Alocat or Alcat uh, food sensitivity test done. And I don't trust food sensitivity tests anymore. I think they're all full of shit. I think they're all bullshit. Um, I got one done and it said I was allergic to gluten, dairy, uh, like milk dairy, cheese dairy, um, egg yolks, sunflower seeds, mustard seeds, peanuts, safflower seeds. And, uh, th there was, there was one other thing that I just didn't Wasn't it garlic or something like that. No, 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 no. That was, that was a different one. That okay. was a different one. Uh, so then I cut all that stuff out, cut all of it out. And I was able to eat actually gluten wasn't even on that. Gluten wasn't even on that. Uh, and I cut all that stuff out and I was able to eat Oreos every day, like a sleeve of Oreos and still stay shredded. And when I reintroduced dairy, it actually manifested as physical pain. Like the inflammation came back every time I had dairy and I'd get pain in my back again. I was like, holy fuck. So Ryan has a, a bum knee and it, it started fucking up on him a lot. So he said, all right, well, I'll just start eating healthy. And it reduced his inflammation big time that now it, it just doesn't hurt when he eats healthy. But the second he has cheese, He's like, holy fuck, this is really hurting, which is so when there's high inflammation, the higher your infl inflammation, the higher your heart rate's going to be. The higher your heart rate, the more norepinephrine, noradrenaline will be secreted. There's, there's that relationship. Um, and the more that's secreted, the more you're going to utilize glucose as your source of energy. That's not what you do for the for prefrontal cortex function, right? That's for amygdala. That's for, you know, your limbic system is, is firing on high heart rate stuff. So the higher your heart rate, the more inclined you are to utilize your limbic system versus your prefrontal cortex. So you want a low heart rate when you want to do cognitive thought and critical problem solving. So nutrition is important for that. Mm -hmm. No doubt. No doubt. Add, add to this. You got any more? no i think you smash nutrition off but then i mean i would say you know exercise is absolutely key and a lot of you know even it doesn't even have to be complicated stuff it doesn't need to be high intensity work it don't need to be you know necessarily like some kind of complex weights program it can literally just be basic zone two cardio that's yeah. also going to be helping your brain out massively yeah yeah so I, what I always tell people is motion is lotion, and I'm typically re referring to the joints. However, blood flow anywhere is blood flow everywhere. Mm. Okay. So if you're sending blood flow, if let's say you're doing bicep curls, it still needs to go through your system at an elevated rate, at an increased rate. So it's going to send it particularly to the bicep. However, it's going to circulate everywhere that much faster. So any kind, any kind of aerobic work 
is going to be beneficial for function because it's going to send send all the nutrients good and and flush all the toxins nutrients and toxins it's very very fucking vague but it's going to send all the good shit and take away all the bad shit to where it needs to go faster yep. so and especially if it's low intensity or a low impact rather the low impact cardio is like one of the best things i think you could do for your body for your brain your cognitive health i mean how many famous authors they're literally every day their routine is that they go walk because they have their best ideas also when they're walking i mean we if there's one thing that we're good at compared to all other animals on this planet is we can outwalk more or less everything i'm pretty sure i think actually we are we can our um our gait is the most efficient thing that we can do and we can traverse beyond anything else i mean I, I, of course birds can you know migrate further than we can in one go but that's what we're built to do we're built to move and to walk around and i know i think it was um Thoreau. he used to walk for about three hours a day i think so one thing that i will say and that i have noticed is that the cardio when it's going on while you're doing cardio you're not necessarily going to have increased cognitive thought. So don't think mixing the two is it will will enhance will enhance your your thought process for for everyone. Um particularly well, it can for, do, but it can do. It it, it can, but and I sometimes know sometimes you can have fantastic ideas when you're when you're just walking along. Yeah. So I mean it could be it could be a flow state sort of thing where it 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 enables that. For me, I have great ideas when I'm walking or jogging and listening to you know books on tape or podcasts or something and then my brain just fucking wanders and i start thinking this 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 and this ideas yes but for problem solving direct intense focus it doesn't work for me so i've noticed that when so i ride the bike stationary bike and i play chess and i try to get and i play 10 minute chess games so i try to get like two three chess games in in 20 minutes uh, it doesn't happen but I lose substantially more games riding a bike than I do sitting still. Uh, so in that moment, cognitive function for me is not increased. However, the benefits of it after the fact, yes, I do believe in the long-term benefits associated with that. Uh, plus, I mean, there's, there's, there's different types of Alzheimer's or different types of dementia. Um, vascular dementia, dementia is one way to lose your memory vascular dementia is essentially you just have no blood flow and acupuncture helps with vascular dementia why it increases blood flow there's yeah. research to support that acupuncture has helped with vascular dementia and it's because when you stick someone with a fucking needle per perception is going to or, or everything is going to be sent to that area whether it's blood uh muscular awareness uh fluid anything is going to say, oh shit, what's going on over here? And it's going to go in that direction. Whether it's the specific, uh, the, the specific medicine of acupuncture and Chinese medicine that's doing it, or it's just because you got fucking stuck with a needle and it's not bad enough to bleed out that it's going to send all these things all over the place. So you could stick needles all over the body and, and send the blood everywhere and it's going to hit, have a positive impact on vascular dementia. So walking, 
we'll do something similar to that for a vascular dementia sort of thing, I would assume. I haven't seen any research for it. Talking about dementia, do you know much about lithium and how that can uh, be used as a treatment strategy with, with Alzheimer's? No, I haven't. That's interesting. Yeah, I saw someone uh, post that on Twitter earlier on. I haven't read it yet, but I wasn't sure if, you, if you'd seen anything. But I mean, look, sauna is also fantastic yes. for people with, with Alzheimer's. And I mean, again, you're getting blood flow, you know? Yes. So why, why sauna is beneficial, I think, well, sauna is low-intensity cardio. Yeah. It, or excuse me, low-impact cardio. I keep saying low-intensity. Low-impact cardio. Your heart rate is getting elevated and pumping blood to the surface, which is different from deep in the veins, pumping blood to the surface all over the place to your fucking body, which is going to help with vascular dementia as well. I would yep. think again, don't the vascular dementia is a specific case to acupuncture that I'm uh, applying to a bunch of different things that I would assume do similar things to acupuncture. So don't quote me directly on the studies. Right. You know, you mentioned that you, your cognitive function isn't enhanced when you're on the bike and playing chess. Right. Mm -hmm. I know. I remember hearing, um, because I know like even like Charles Dickens also, he was a famous walker, you know, like they, their routine was writing and walking. That was pretty much all they were doing. Right. And um, one of the reasons that they, they love it is because it's kind of, you know, helps to bring their stress level down when the stress levels down, their brain could be more creative. They have better ideas, et cetera, et cetera. I know you say that before that you find that chess can be relaxing. For me, chess is not relaxing. Chess is like, being a war with someone i get really, i get i get up tight with it so, so do i i i right. thought playing chess before bed would be bad for me right i thought because i sometimes i'm like this motherfucker yeah that's how i am no i and i'm like that a lot and then and i get pissed i get fucking vindictive in chess so like yeah. if i find someone they do like a cunty move I'll sit there and I'm like, all right, I'm going to play this guy a million fucking times and just butt rape him a million fucking times <laughs> in chess. Right? And that's how I am before bed. But my heart rate is never lower. Right. My heart rate is always lowest when I'm playing chess before bed. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, it's chilling me out. There you go. There you go. But, but I'm, my, So I'm my, the same way as you with that. Right. But my point being is that's where, because I mean, I've, I've had it myself, you know, being sort of, overwhelmed with some shit or you know you got some problems go for a long a long a long walk coming back you know you've either come to some sort of conclusion or you're just not too worried about it anymore and i know that a lot of creative people rely on daily walking um i even know there's a, a, a i've got an entrepreneur friend here he spends most of the day walking and doing all of his business calls on hikes that's his day because he finds that that's the best problem solving state is just this sort of you know, low impact walking around. Yeah. Well, so I started going for walks uh, when I started listening to Buddy Morris. Remember that uh, old Elite FTS video? Yes. yes it's yes. still out there. It is. It's fucking gold. It's it's great. It's when him, Dave Tate, Jim Wendler, and Tom Mizelinski are all talking uh, at Cleveland Browns facility when yeah. Dave Tate went to a visit. Uh, that's where I started doing all the TKE bullshit. Yep. Um, and one of the things that they said was one of the best things that the Russians did for recovery, the Soviets did for recovery was they'd fly their guys out to the beach, to the seashore. And they said, take your shoes off, go and think of nothing. 
just walk, think of nothing. That was the best thing that they did for recovery. And I think they were able to track some of the things on the Omega wave or some, or whatever they did at the time to track readiness. Um, obviously the Omega wave wasn't available during the Soviet times, but, um, and after that, and one of the things Jim Wendler said, I think it was Wendler. He goes, how many people, you know, kill yourself out, kill themselves outside. Like if you're depressed, you're really upset. How many people kill themselves? Now, bro, I I've known tons of people to blow their brains out in the middle of the woods. But I understand what they're saying. Like, if you're feeling, if you feel like absolute dog shit, um, I, go for a walk and don't bring your phone. Go for a walk, find a rock, kick it for 20 fucking minutes. Don't bring anything with you. Just kick the rock and walk and think of whatever the fuck you want. That's mindfulness. Mm. That is mindfulness. You know, you're just letting your mind go where it needs to go, figure the shit out and just relax and just let it go, you know, let things, let things go. Uh, and, and the, the walking is amazing, um, for, for just your ability to relax. So I, I will agree with Dickens, like the walking for creativity. I love it just for my problem solving, intense problem solving that requires specific detail like that on the spot. Maybe long-term, yeah. Like if I, if I sat down and I played a 24-hour game, I think the walking would help me think of moves. But under time-sensitive, it wouldn't. If I'm doing a 10-minute game, it's, it's not conducive because the, the walking... It, it would be interesting if you were better at chess, like if you were an expert at chess, if that would be the case. Because the reason why I say that is you look at, let's take even to the extreme, warfare. Like if you were in a battle your heart rate is high and you're still, you're coming up with great problem solving ability straight away or, or even sport like rugby. I mean, so, so much that's going on. You have this sort of, you know, there is a level of intensity going on. There's physiological demand and your problem solving ability is really good. So I'd be curious. Physiologically, physiologically, you are, your limbic system is more dominant with the presence of adrenaline, noradrenaline, epinephrine, nor norepinephrine, all the stimulated hormones. So stimulant-related stimulant hormones or drugs light up your limbic system more than your prefrontal cortex. Limbic system is based off of emotion and reaction. Prefrontal cortex is based off of, uh, is, is in control of cognitive thought and premeditated-esque thoughts, right? So that's anything, in my, in my opinion, the only, this is why you practice is so it becomes ingrained in your limbic system right? rather than has to be something, has to be slow problem solving. It's immediate and second nature. That way it's, right. it's, it's almost a predestined response, a pre preemptive response. Then it's okay. But I don't, I don't know. That's, that's why they say it's always better to, to use less emotion I shouldn't say they always say. That's why I have read that it's better to utilize less emotion to be sociopathic, to be lean towards, lean closer towards sociopathy uh, when it comes to problem solving decisions. Because if you are unemotional about them, it is less likely to impact your blood pressure, your heart rate, all these right. things. Right. That's Makes why. Sense. That that's why with hypnosis, what are you doing? You're you're getting people into a state where there's there's imagery involved, and you're putting them. If you're trying to 
hypnotize someone into being not afraid of spiders anymore. Mm. Imagine a spider in the room. Now imagine the spider 10 feet away from you. Now imagine mm. nine feet, eight feet. Now imagine the spider touching your fingertip. Now imagine the spider crawling up your fingertip. Like you are exposing them to that, to that stimuli. And you're hoping that it becomes less and less toxic to them or less and less uh, stimulating to them, right? That's, those, those are some of the things. And I would just close my eyes and fucking did all that. And I'm, I'm nervous as fuck right now. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's like a, an exposure model. Mm-hmm. However, there are, um, you know, there's this whole other branch because a lot of people thought that, you know, hypnosis had to be this really relaxed state. And for sure, that's very beneficial too. But then there's also this whole other branch that I got interested in about a year ago, which was this active alert state, which is where you do it on a bicycle. Um, and, or you can do it with, you know, you see it in like rhythmic dance and, or tribal dance and stuff like that. You can, you can see that the people get into kind of these altered states, let's call it just to make it easier um so yeah i don't know mate it's hard i mean with the whole chess thing anyway maybe it wasn't the best example because chess is much more of a strategic game and rather than sort of you know impulse reaction i mean if you're good at chess you are thinking a few stages ahead and sort of the generals at the back they're not making the decisions while they're trying to not get their head chopped off you know what i mean so maybe that wasn't the best example but more the point being was if you were an expert at chess, like you close your eyes and you can be playing two games at once, you're that good. I would be curious because I do know that this sort of, you know, rhythmic exercise, especially on a stationary bike, it can be fantastic for problem solving <coughs> stuff. And I did that with the, with a lot of the active alert hypnosis work. And some people love it, especially for visualization purposes. And they can become very, very creative with, you know, this just constant cyclical rhythmic motion. So yeah, it's interesting, but I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. All right. Let's cut it there. Sure.